0: Hello and welcome to Top Pop. I'm Charlie Clausen. I'm Will Anderson. How are you going? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> um, except that I um, uh, I, I don't really know many famous people, like properly famous people, because I don't like to meet. Besides, uh, you know, the gods of podcasting, like yours truly. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> like that's kind I mean, of we're huge in, in podcast circles. Yeah. Well, well in this pod- n- in podcast. niche pod, yeah, <laughs> of, of fans of this podcast, you are like either their favorite or second favorite. Yeah. Definitely. So I'm I'm one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. You would definitely be one of the biggest stars of this podcast. Definitely. Yeah. Do you reckon anyone thinks, am I asked, do you reckon people think I'm a sidekick? Do you reckon that's a, that's, that's a perception? Why? Because you're the bigger name. You're like you're Will Anderson and a guy. Yeah, I think we'd have more people listening to it if we called it like Will Anderson and Friend, like you know, <laughs> Josh Thomas's podcast is called Josh Thomas and Friend. Yeah, I've always wondered. You that I, we would get heaps more. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's the same friend each time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a guy called Tom Ward, who's an awesome guy who who does some stuff for me, helps me with my internet stuff and stuff. He's a really cool guy. He's a comedian and stuff as well. Actually, it. I think he, he actually advised us on the, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. he did. I had a phone call with him, and I couldn't work out if he was like. Suspicious because, you know, I mean, he has his own podcast and I rang asking all these questions because I think you put me on to him or or Yeah, he's a cool guy. He works for my management company as as well as being a comedian. And he's also a cool looking guy. Oh, is he? He looks like if Harry Potter was in pavement. (laughs) (laughs) That's his look. And he's really funny and he's a a really sweetheart guy and he's like, yeah, Josh Thomas's friend. He's the friend. And that's a funny title. They're not like, you know, it's not like Josh has gone, yeah, I'm cold joy and you're the joy boys. (laughs) Like, I'm KC and you're the Sunshine Band. But do you think this has like a... Do you think this is a 50-50 relationship? you think the podcast is 50-50? Yeah, definitely. Well, this is our thing. That's because we haven't said it's like Will Anderson and guest. Yeah. You know? But that, I mean... But this we, is this so, is created but, in our own space. But so we it's, didn't know that was... We didn't know that how it was going to form. Like, we just... We didn't plan this. Like, it could have developed yeah. into, like, you being like... On the straight man, you're like, hey knucklehead, you, know, you know? That could it could have evolved that. I way, I, I wrote think. one of those jokes the other day. Like a knucklehead joke. Did you really? Like I'm sure that someone else has probably thought of this. I'm not saying but I came up with this independently. Like one of those old hang on, s- sorry. Should I like a knucklehead joke? Well what no, as it? in like an old school like that sort of yucca okay, yucca yeah, yeah. yucca joke. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like I don't write joke jokes. But this was the first time and actually just came up through a conversation, but I wrote like a, a like a, a knuckle not a joke that I would ever do, but an actual if you could wanted to tell someone a joke. Yeah. And it would be like, so, uh, my old lady said she wanted to have uh, sexual relations. So I went and got one of those blue tablets and I swallowed it, but it got stuck in my throat. And all I got was a stiff neck. Oh yeah. A stiff neck. Cause his Viagra got caught in his throat. He got a stiff neck. Do you, do you honestly think that you invented that joke? Well, I'm not saying I invented that joke. I'm no, just saying no, that, that like, that, 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 exact delivery and everything. Have you not seen Austin Powers three? Did so you do that joke? Michael Caine. Are you serious? playing Austin Powers' oh, father. Oh, no, I've ripped off Austin Powers <laughs> by accident. Have I real? Is that a real joke? Yes. Oh, no. Michael Caine is Austin's power... Pal- because one of the jokes oh, is they, no. they do this bit where they're reunited for the first time and they do that traditional bawdy British kind of stage comedy where they sit down together. So you almost did it word for word. Oh, no, even in the accent. <laughs> oh, no. But how would I do that? Which? What is the plot of Austin Powers' story? Maybe I've never seen it. Uh... I don't know. It's it's, a, it's a, <laughs> a spoof about a guy with bad teeth. Is that the one with really Beyoncé? Is Beyoncé in that one? I've seen the Beyoncé one. I've probably seen no. it. It's embarrassing. I really, I honestly can't tell the difference between the Austin Powers films. Mm. But that joke was definitely in it. Yeah, right. But I, I mean, you know, it's not the first time comedians probably thought of a joke that has been on a film seen by millions <laughs> of people around the world. What you just did was the equivalent of, um, who's the guy, that Australian comedian who made the joke that Letterman made? Ah, oh, uh, uh, Dave Kellen. Yeah. yeah. Eat, drink, man, woman. Yeah. And Dave Letterman made that same joke. Yeah. And I, sure, I, I bet Dave didn't actually know someone had made that joke Oh, before. no way. You know, he's, he, he'd never do that on purpose. But it yeah. just so happens, someone made that joke to a worldwide audience of like 30 million people. Like, that is bad fucking luck. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff if you've missed the whole thing. Stuff if you're in Hollywood somewhere at the moment going. So I've got this great idea for a movie. There's these blue people. <laughs> I'm getting it on in three. That days. happens in Hollywood all the time, though. Like every year, there's like a you know a deep impact and, and Armageddon, or they just go through periods where something's hot. But it's don't think it is amazing though that those properties get bought up by different studios at the same time. Like because development can be such a delayed process. There's no, it's not like you buy a script and then six months later you're shooting it. Like it can take two years, it can take one year, but. It seems to happen that these th- projects explode at the same time. Do you think it's zeitgeist or it's just... There, there just comes times. No, no business secrets. It's funny, because like, that is like with music and movies and stuff like that. It does go through trends. Like, you know, for a while everything's 3D, or for a while everyone's really into one style of thing, and then that, people get sick of that, and then it goes away. But it's more the idea rather than the technique. I know what you say, but like, for, for, like everyone's into vampires. Yeah, at the moment but vampires never really went away did they yeah but they have like periods like everything's got vampires in it now like you know there'll be be like a CSI Transylvania where it's just like all vampires that's a fucking great idea (laughs) we should totally (laughs) write that that's fucking awesome so what are they are they vampires investigating cases of life yeah you know (laughs) yeah great they live in a world it's all vampires it's all vampires and they're investigating people who are like human yeah become human we've seen signs of life and, you know, you can, and the great thing about it is you don't have to yeah. change the cast because you can still use, uh, you know, the red-headed guy. David Caruso. Because he's never seen sunglasses. <laughs> it's very hard when you're a vampire to take your sunglasses off at the pivotal moment to deliver your life. I mean... It, <laughs> but it's funny... But about, that'd be great because that'd be a good twist is that they like the hardest thing about their job is that they can only investigate at night. And whereas, like, the people who are the criminals, the, the humans, the alivers... Uh, they can... Like, daywalkers. The daywalkers. They can get around in the day. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great idea. I reckon I'd like to see Twilight if all the cast are redheads. Right. Like, <laughs> if being a vampire was specifically... Because you can't stand sunlight. Yeah. You're actually like a redhead. Yeah. Pale skin, red hair. Right. Do you reckon it would have been as big a hit if right. all of them were redheads? If you basically had the guy from Harry Potter yeah. <laughs> playing Edward <laughs> and the girl from Anne of Green Gables. I can't think of one of redhead. <laughs> Uh, Nicole Kidman, <laughs> she's like forty. <laughs> well, who's, who's, who's she can a, play young. She can t- play. Who's a teenage redhead? Um, uh, what about the the girl who's from the village? has she got red hair? You know the? Oh yeah, uh, uh, Ron Howard's. Yeah, Ron Howard's daughter. He's got red hair. So does she have red hair? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she's she looks like a, a ginger. Yeah. All right. So well, she plays a villain in the latest Twilight. Yeah. Right. Well, she could be in it. All right. So she's Bella. Yeah. And you got the guy from Harry Potter is <laughs> yep. Edward. Yep. And what? Who's are there any other vampires? oh well I mean you just there's, know the, that, there's the dad the dad vampire the blonde hair you get yeah. Eminem Eminem because <laughs> he looks like he's probably got a bit of ginger in him doesn't he? he does have a bit ginger and he's got experience of having the peroxide hair <laughs> yeah alright cool yeah. it's just a family of redheads so would people who go can't stare? go out in the sun <laughs> and also really awkward at school yeah they're not, they're not the cool vampires yeah. of twilight that would be great uh, Well, here's, here's the upside we live forever <laughs> and we always stay young here's the downside you will develop ginger pubes once I bite you, because <laughs> that's the thing. When they're trying to bring someone over, you could have blonde or brown hair, but the minute you're bitten by these, you know, vampires, these, yeah, these blood nut suckers, um, you you turn into a redhead, <laughs> and, you, and you can't go out. Imagine if like vampires were, because re- vampires are always really sexy and really cool. Yeah, it'd be a much better. Twist if vampires got to live forever, so that's a really cool bit. But you were really, really like. You know, you couldn't go out in the day because yeah, your skin was sensitive, and you're like bad at sport. Yeah, and people didn't like you very much. Are we still talking about redheads? Or <laughs> I, do you have to be a redhead as well, or just you become a master? and redhead. Like that's what I mean. Like, well, what about you take the redhead element out of it? But you can live forever and become a vampire. But rather than because vampires are always shown as being really smooth and debonair and seductive, you can live forever. But you're actually really awkward and clumsy, and you got no style. <laughs> like you're still a vampire, you still yeah. have to drink blood, and you're resisting Bella because you know, mm. you know, you're so in love with her and whatever. But rather than looking like Robert Pattinson, you look like Urkel. Yeah. <laughs> what a great movie that would be. And really, if Urkel had been cast, are you Team Jacob or are you Team Urkel? No, are you Team are you Team Jacob and- or Team Did I do that? <laughs> If the oh yeah, if so, if the two hot vampire and werewolves were actually Urkel and Screech, <laughs> <laughs> but you still got to live forever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, would but you, you were just an eternally nerdy. Yeah, would you choose that? Nerdpies. Yeah, you could call the film Nerdpires, Twatlight, Twilame, <laughs> <laughs> Twilame. <Twilight>. Uh, <Twilight. laughs> Um, I don't. Oh, oh no! I don't, I don't even want to live forever. Anyway, I'm not into that. Is, this, say- is this Twilight discussion a desperate attempt to get that tween market listening mm. to Tophat? Really get some tween cut through? Yeah, that's right. Alienated them with Kathy Bates. There's going to be no discussion of yeah. Kathy Bates and yeah. anal sex in yeah. this episode. Yeah, it's just going to be. Oh, wouldn't it be funny if the cast of Twilight had red hair? Yeah, this would be like if if we were in commercial radio. Yeah. Somebody, we would have had a meeting. <laughs> hey guys, you are getting massive cut through on oh, people who like uh, films about shit <laughs> prison sex uh, prison sex masturbation masturbation tick 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 uh, great Kathy Bates references <laughs> uh, however we do seem to be missing in the all important tween demo so if you could put any Twilight references in oh, maybe guys. S- now, let me just uh, we'll just throw this at you like yep. a lightning bolt yep. can you make some jokes about Justin Bieber Yeah. we're thinking that like what if Justin Bieber was actually Mr. T <laughs> <laughs> what would that sound like And would be like, well, I understand you're going to get the tweens with Justin Bieber, but are they going to know who Mr. T is? Yeah, it's a weird reference. (laughs) Um, I uh, never have seen the appeal of living forever. Would you like to live forever? I just hear that Queen song. Who wants to live forever? Much of my philosophy on living forever has been shaped by Highlander. Yeah, I feel I'd like you know. I feel like in some ways it's a really cool thing to live no, forever, no, and other ways I feel the the haunted loneliness of being a Highlander. The only thing, the only good, well, okay, and and what a shock we're going to talk about time travel. Mm. But the only good thing about living forever is to see. Th- we are doing very well on the time travel time travel demo, no, though massively, yeah, massively, yeah, big cut through. Uh, the only good, re- the only good thing about living forever is to see you know where the future goes yeah. and how the world changes, but to have to wait like centuries <sighs> to see that. Yeah, I'd much rather be able to just fucking travel through chance. So and you have to keep no, up to date. Like that's the thing about like living forever. Well, living forever, is forever, a point? On, but living forever in like a, a fit, healthy state. Mm-hmm. Like, so you can pick the age. So most people pick what twenty five, thirty. I guess it's it's when your living forever 30, 30. gift is um, well in the, granted in, to you in the Highlander. Yeah, in the yeah. Highlander, when you realize that you're an immortal. Yeah, that's why Sean Connery was old. Oh, yeah. That wasn't, really, that wasn't really quite explained, was it? Well, I'll tell you I know thing. you're all immortal, but why does one of you look heaps older than the other one? Or the other Did thing, your immortality kick in late? The thing that I used to wonder about Highlander mm. is, why do you have a Frenchman playing a Scot and a Scot playing an Egyptian? <laughs> like, it's, it's almost like that when they were sending the scripts out to actors, they said, okay, we need to get... There's uh, Connor McLeod. We need to get a Scottish actor. So these scripts get sent out. The Scottish actors, uh, uh, and we need to get like uh, an exotic yeah. uh, European for mm. for, the, for the Egyptian character. Mm. So make sure these go to the exotic European <laughs> actors, and then the intern got like the stickers mucked up, <laughs> and so all the Scottish actors got the exotic Egyptian character, and all the exotic Europeans got the Scottish. And uh. no one bothered to say, "Well, we've got a French guy mm. and a Scot." Why don't? In in the end, the, the it just came down to Sean Connery and Billy Connolly. <laughs> You're right. Who else would have gone to it that time? Yeah. But, well so, Scotland had, has ha- had a way of throwing up an iconic, like individual, and in sort of the diff- in the arts for years. Like for a very small country, they they are culturally very significant. Like who who are the famous Scots people? Like in the arts? Well, no, more than like Billy Connolly is famous. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Uh, Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, but what I mean by that is like the the sort of stereotype of Scots, bagpipes, right. big drinkers, aggressive, mm. like loud, all that. Like they have quite a cultural significance, at least in the West. Yeah, But they're, but they're a very small country, but they're really, really easily. Out. Like New Zealand would mm. be of what, equal size, maybe a bit bigger, but they mm. don't have an identity quite like the Scots do. Really? New Zealand. They made, yeah, they made the Lord of the Rings films. They're really good at rugby union. They fuck sheep. Yeah, but they don't have. They're not as. Important. I mean, I'm not saying they're they do burnt. do that. I'm just saying that that's like what that's the, the. Yeah, but that's that's New, New Zealand, Zealand in a nutshell. I don't think that's burnt into the psyche as much as a Scot. Like I think that you know, a, like you talk going to the mid like middle America mm. and you show them a picture of a guy, you know, playing bagpipes next to a lock, they're gonna say, "Oh, he's Scottish," or mm. maybe Irish. And uh, you show them okay. a picture of a guy fucking a sheep, and they go, "He's from New, uh, New Zealand." He's Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> It is true, though. It's funny that sheep fucking has become the, the thing the, that you say. The, yeah, when you're in the inferior yeah. neighbour. Whatever the neighbour is, they're the sheep fuckers. Yeah, totally. And it's always one rung down, the sheep fuckers. Yeah. Um, there, there's an Australian comedian called Sarah Kendall who used to have a, a really nice joke about, has anyone ever thought maybe it's the sheep that are the sluts? <laughs> Because they're fucking everyone. Uh, they don't... C- oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry, Sarah. It's if, funny. If you're listening, it's, it's funny. maybe it was Will's delivery. I'm sure it would have liked what it is my delivery. <laughs> <laughs> Much better when I'm stealing joke from Austin Powers films. <laughs> <laughs> I really nailed my delivery. Highlander, did you see The Quickening? I've, I've seen all the Highlander films. I'm not really sure of what did happened. Did TV show? Oh, no. No, I didn't the TV show. Is it? What's a, the mythology and he, and of the TV of show? Trivia, the human internet, we'll let you know. Yeah. The lead singer of the Fine Young Cannibals, whatever his name was, Julian. Roland Gibb. Roland. Julian. I think Roland it was, Gibb. Think it was he, Roland uh, Gibb. He did like a five episode guest stint as an immortal. Did he talk like that? <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? Because that was what he sang like. <laughs> And I'm mad about that. <laughs> remember that song? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm mad about that. No. Yeah. She drives me crazy. Mad about that. <laughs> was, it, was it a gobbledock? Mad about that. No, he didn't. He had like a, he just looked like a, a human being, like a normal yeah. person. But I reckon it would have been more alien if he, like that. <laughs> Well, that's what he should have done because Mm. in Highlander two, the quickening, they do the big reveal that they're actually aliens. Mm. Don't that was but uh, but uh, wasn't in Highlander three? Didn't they pretend that Highlander two didn't exist? Highlander three, that's the one with Mario Van Peebles. Is it? I think it is. It's like he's got he's like a like a Genghis Khan type yeah. Highlander. I can't really remember, but I remember going to see Hi- Highlander two and then seeing Highlander three and I'm pretty sure Highlander Three kind of pretended like Highlander Two didn't happen. It's funny when sequels do that. Yeah. Isn't it? Like this it's like with the new Hulk. Yeah. They kind of just like pretend, eh, the last one uh, What's that over there? Yeah, it's a it's a reboot. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's going kind of, we didn't quite get that right we're gonna have another crack. Here's one we prepared earlier. <laughs> Um so the T V show was good, the Highlander TV show. So what no, was the mythology? I don't, I don't think it was good, I just right. used to watch it. I um what the mythology of the Highlander? Mm. No, what was the myth- yeah, but like how did they adapt it to the T V show? Oh, he was a cousin of Conor Mc- so Connor McLeod is Christopher Lambert yeah. in the original and it was he, he, was he always Lambert? He, he wasn't Christopher Lambert at some stage. Uh, I, I think I just assume because his French. It's pronounced Lambert. Yeah. Like, Lambert. Camembert. Yeah, but there was a time when, like in Hollywood, at least, he was Christopher Lambert, wasn't he? And then people went, maybe it's Lambert. Oh, did they change that? Well, I'm pretty sure at some stage I was he just said doing Lambert, it as a right? Joke. I, I don't know. Is that? The, well, how do you say the last name of the guy who invented the office? Gervais. Gervais, right? And that's how he says it too, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Justin Hamilton, my great friend Justin Hamilton, always calls him Ricky Gervais. Yeah, I've heard people say Gervais yeah. I think they've added that on, though. That's not how he says it. Shouldn't you say someone's name how they say it? I don't know. Well, no, because some people... Like, my surname is Clausen. Mm. is actually Danish. So it should be pronounced Clausen. Clausen? But I don't correct anyone. However, if they say Clausen or Clausen, I don't correct them. Because I say Clausen, mm. but Clausen's actually technically correct. So, I not Yeah, care. but I'm not letting fucking someone else tell me what my name is more than they know. Like, do you know what I mean like How do you know what my name is more than me? My name is how I say it. And that's how you should say it. But if you pronounce your name Quaslac, But people do that. Like Keisha puts a fucking dollar sign in her fucking name and we have to call her Keisha. Yeah. Like that's because that's what she calls herself. Prince was a fucking scribble. And he went, that, that's what I am now. I'm Prince. I'm a scribble. And we went, okay, Prince. Like your name is how you say your name. Yeah, right. It shouldn't be how other people say it. It's up to you to say how your name is said. So how do you... Want it's to- like Ian Ziering. Ian? Ian Ziering. You know, from Steve Sanders from Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, how did I miss that? <laughs> <laughs> Are you disappointed in the internet? I am disappointed. Something wrong with my human internet connection. Downloaded information isn't working. That was right. right in front of me. I know. Ian was... Ziering uh, played Steve Sanders in Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah, totally. The the, kind of, the frat boy. Yeah. The one who was always... But it had a heart of gold. The, pun- the one with the most punchable face. Totally punchable. <laughs> I met him once, though. Oh, really? Yeah. I was totally excited about it, too. It was in Bondi. And i just moved to, um, uh, to Sydney to, to live in Bondi. And I've gone down to um, this local uh, cafe they used to have, which was under Jamie Packer's house. So Jamie Packer lived up the top and then there was this like cafe down the bottom. And I've gone in there to like just to buy some shit, whatever. And Steve Sanders was there. Oh, my God. I.N. Zeering in Australia. Oh, my God. And I thought, well, you know what? Like uh, I'm in show business, he's in show business. Whatever, <laughs> whatever We can just talk to each other. Just give each other secret famous person handshake. Yeah. And, uh... Well, that happens. I was going. I did Bert Newton's show that um, Good Morning Australia ones, mm. and I walked into the like uh, the cha- the dressing room, the green room, and John Williamson was there. Rip, Rip Woodchip. Hey, True Blue. John Williamson was there. Australian icon, John Williamson. And he's like, Oh, again, I will. How's How's your go? How's your tour going? You know, everything going well. And we just started talking for about 20 minutes. And the person I was with was, uh, how do you know John Williamson? And I said, like, I didn't. I don't know. He knew who I was. I knew who he was. That was enough for us to start a conversation. Yeah, right. So I thought maybe with Ian Ziering. Ian. Ian. i, I-, I am, sorry. <laughs> Ian Ziering. The look Will just gave me was like pointed. <laughs> well, the reason is, I know I will explain, I is An. this. I went up. Because I never thought that his name was really Ian Ziering. Ian. I thought it was... Ian. I-N spelled spelt I-A-N. Yeah, like Ian. But he pronounced it i So I never thought that was actually how he pronounced it. So I went up to him and said, Hi, G'day, um, I'm Will. Oh no, this is the first thing I said because I thought I should say something cool at uh, the start. You know, I should be just go like... Down it, down it. Down it, down it. Dun it. <laughs> down it down that's what i would have done <laughs> come on steve what are you doing in here today what what are you doing in here are you are you bribing that barista for the uh, secrets to tomorrow's exam is, that, <laughs> is there some sort of plot <laughs> he was always getting up to some sort of nonsense where like you're like steve yeah, yeah. just study yeah don't don't buy the answers to the exam <laughs> He was his poor little rich boy. Yeah. Oh, your parents are away from the weekend. I oh, don't invite everyone over for a kegger, Steve. Oh, you blew your knee out before the big game. Yeah. <laughs> I went up to him. I said, uh, hi, I'm a big fan of your show. <laughs> that was my cool opening line. And he's been off air for about five years. I'm a big fan of your show. And um, I said, uh, what are you doing in Australia? Oh, no, I said, hi, my name's Will. And he said, hi, I'm I am. And he actually said it, I am. Yeah, like yeah, like Iron Man. That's what he could be. They could make a Steve Sanders movie called Iron Man, and um, Iron Legend. Yeah, um, best story I heard about that movie, I Am Legend, was uh, Lemo's ex girlfriend um, hates Will Smith, <laughs> hates Will Smith, and then they're walking past the poster for I Am Legend, and she was like, "Fucking Will Smith thinks he's a fucking legend." <laughs> Honestly, I like can... like Will Smith was so into himself, that he goes, "I'm going to make a movie. What are we going to call it? I am a legend." No, Will Smith is so into himself. He doesn't make the movie. He just makes a bunch of posters. <laughs> I am legend. Honestly, though, he fucking hates Will Smith. That's 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 uh, unheard of. I, I can th- only assume it's racism. I don't know anyone. Oh, really? I, know. I don't know anyone who doesn't like Will Smith. He's one of those. He's one of those guys who you know. I mean, he's no Iron zeroing mm. but he's. Uh, do you love Will Smith? Yeah, I might mean, I like Will Smith. How can you not like Will Smith? What's to dislike about him? His perfect marriage? Oh, uh, you know who... His, his uh, expletive free rap? Do you know who probably doesn't like Will Smith? Who? Kid and Play. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, because they were like the... The pixies to his Nirvana. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Will Smith has got very rich ripping off Kid and Play's shit for years they were pioneers man no one ever talks about PJ rap PJ rap (laughs) that's right I loved house play they were fucking awesome films yeah and so um, no no he's pretty lovable I met him Will Smith I interviewed him when we were on the radio and um, he was he was a really cool guy is he big like tall he was tall but he was in pretty good shape he's so charming like incredibly charming um, because he had called his album Willennium and I had done a show called Willennium right. and so like I you know did this whole thing and then he just went on this like four minute rave about how he was going to sue me <laughs> even though I'd come up with like it two years before he really went on the attack and on the offensive and was really like yeah, yeah and like I'm going to get my lawyers onto you I'm going to destroy <laughs> your career I'm a big Hollywood movie star and I can really take you down and it was really fucking funny he was a funny guy I love those guys I, um, I don't know if I told you about this but um, I went to the Sydney Swans and Bulldogs game At uh, the SCG. Yeah. And um, it was Paul Ruse's last game as coach. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they did this like video of all these uh, famous tennis players uh, saying congratulations to Paul Ruse, which was like a really fun thing. Yeah, right. And tennis players. Because it turns out one of Paul Ruse's mates who used to play at the Sydney Swans or something like that now is a trainer on right. the professional tennis scene. Oh, that's cool. So he works with one of the really big stars and so he got access to all these stars. So he's got the guys like Roger Federer and Goran Ive. In, 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 that guy. That guy. And heaps <laughs> of other guys, like, you know, doing these funny things. <laughs> Goran. And that, oh, that, oh, no. It's like watching you have a fucking seizure. I almost turned into... For some reason, I turned into Porky Pig halfway through. <laughs> pronouncing Coran that's all folks Uh, (inaudible) and that explains why I've never become a prominent tennis commentator (laughs) Um, so they all they were all doing these things they're all doing tributes to Paul Roots right they're all pretty serious and they're all pretty like you know genuine or they didn't really know who he was but they're having a bit of fun with that but the funniest one of all was John McEnroe and John McEnroe, I reckon, has exactly the same thing that Will Smith has, which is that sense of confidence yeah. and sense of cool and sense of never being daunted in a situation. Anytime you ever see John McEnroe on something, like I've seen him guest act in films yeah. and like appear on TV shows and he's always just like... McEnroe's got a real sense of who he is, yeah, you know? and knows the public perception as well. Yeah, totally. Plays with it. Happy to play the game, happy to make fun of himself. Doesn't take himself too seriously. And so he was on an exercise bike being interviewed, which is already hilarious. You know, that great thing, like just mid-workout, like he's trying to give this tribute. And, and he said, um, i just like to say to um, uh, Paul Ruiz, you're probably uh, the biggest influence in my career. Uh, to you, it's probably just a little thing. Uh, but to me, it, it meant the world. It really changed my outlook t- uh, towards the game and the way that I, I, w- I went about my tennis. It was just that day he came up to me and said, Hey, John, why don't you question the occasional call? <laughs> <laughs> and That's it was, awesome. It was classic. I was just like, fucking cool dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's like, the, the, I, um, you know, because you interview people over the years and uh, sometimes you're just so excited about how cool they are and sometimes it all goes wrong. Um, I, I really love John Travolta. Like, I'm a John Travolta fan uh, well beyond the quality of his work. You're a bigger fan than all those guys who've been blowing him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, so I, I like. I'm a massive Travolta fan. I yeah. just think he, I would wash. I make I, like I would seriously watch him wash my car. Yeah. Like I just think he is gold. I do not care yeah. how shit the movie he's is. He's another guy that you just fucking love. He's just he's just charismatic and fun to watch. And and I don't even mind all the weird shit he does. Yeah. You know, like what all weird that. Shit? Well, like you know, he flies Qantas planes and he's oh, always yeah, no, appearing. In, more he's always I appearing in a Qantas outfitted shit, outfit at shit yeah. and flying Singing planes with around the, the world and. and... and... I, I kind of dig that shit. I know some people make fun of him about that, and I kind of like feel. He seems like a guy who loves life. He does, and he, like and you know, no. he's, he's a Scientologist, and the, obviously had the trouble with his kid and stuff. But I just feel like I like him. Yeah. I I, I, th- I want, and you know, when Battlefield Earth came out, I never made a joke about that because I was always like, yeah. it, it was. It's also too easy a target. Don't kick a man while he's down. No, he's a like. He, yeah, he's one of those guys. I mean, we've talked, have talked. we talked about, like, my love of Michael Keaton on this show before? That's right. We can talk about it some more. But, um, like, you know how much I love Michael Keaton. Yeah. Like, even as we talk, behind Will, on a shelf behind him, that's <laughs> something that you gave me. When I first met Will, he had this 12-inch Batman figurine. Yeah. This is where we're getting really nerdy. It's yeah. specifically a Batman figurine from Batman right. Returns, because he's wearing the second series armor. Yeah. But it's uh, based on Michael Keaton, so it has the Michael Keaton face, and it very much looks like Michael Keaton. And when I first met Will, I was hanging out at your place mm. and I saw that. And I was like, oh, dude, I'm like the biggest Michael Keaton fan in the world. And you were like, all right, cool. You can take it. <laughs> I went through a period of time in that period of time where I had this thing where if we had a night out at our house and somebody had abused me, I would <laughs> send them home with a prize. <laughs> like Henry like, VIII? No, like the show. Like that, That's a brilliant prize. Anything off the top shelf. <laughs> That was an excellent anecdote, Charlie. Uh, probably not a top shelf anecdote, but anything you want off the middle shelf there is yours. Yeah, but that but Michael Keaton has played mm. a huge role. My, my girlfriend, Gemma, we've been together for seven years. Mm. And the way we bonded was because she was living in Melbourne when we first met. And I was in Sydney, had a long distance relationship. And I was watching Desperate Measures, which is one of his like all-time worst mm. movies where he plays like Hannibal Lecter. And I'm watching it and I'm kind of distracted because like I'm trying to watch the film and I'm talking to this girl at the same time. And then I hear that she's kind of distracted. And then she says, Oh, I'm really sorry. I got to call you back. Uh, Michael Keaton's on in Desperate Measures and I really love him. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like, this girl could be the girl of my dreams. It's just kind of weird, though. There's something about him which I just reckon, like, I can watch him in anything. He's got that Travolta kind of thing, but he's not as famous, you know? I reckon no, like- and there was a period where he was also just so. Like, he had that thing for a while. I think he doesn't have it anymore. But I think for a while, he was a bit cocky and funny. And, like, you'd see him in movies and he was always, like, the wise guy or the cool guy yeah. or the slightly quirky the guy the, who could, when like... When he started, he would have been, like, the Seth Rogen. Yeah. Like, you know, the kind of quirky, funny guy. That yeah. The kind of the chicks kind of liked because he's a bit weird and guys kind of dug because he seemed like one of them. And then he kind of just off the map. Yeah. But then he... Yeah, oh, he's Batman, it. though, as well. But then he became But then Batman. he was Batman. Yeah. yeah. But that's insane. Like, think... I guess that's kind of what Rogan's trying to do now with the Green Hornet. Like, yeah. he's reinventing himself. But that is the thing now, isn't it? Where you do you do that sort of thing where you go... Like, if you get a bit, like, famous, you you, you get offered a superhero role. Yeah. Like, that's your thing. You There's a it. premium on the acting now as opposed to looking just right. Yeah, they actually try to get decent people for superhero roles. Uh, if you went to Hollywood, right? Say, like, a couple of years from now, something really big happens for you, yeah. right? And then suddenly you get really hot and the, the studio comes to you and goes... Charlie? We want you to play Dick Grayson in the Nightwing movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we want you to play... No, like you, you're the hottest star in the world at the moment. Um, we want to do a superhero movie. Yeah. What what superhero do you want to play? Who do you want to be? Daredevil. I just couldn't pull Batman off, but Daredevil. I think I'm small enough. Daredevil's kind of... This. Sorry, I just laughed because you used the expression, I couldn't pull Batman off. <laughs> 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 that's how immature I am I was guy suddenly had an image of you pulling Batman off like that he would have some like in his armour he would have like yeah. a, a little bat flap quick boy wonder yeah <laughs> or just like release me it just flapped off and you could just like Well, what's thanks it- Batman is there anything I can do to repay you <laughs> well there is well, one thing one thing what superhero would you want to play Oh, I don't think I'm a superhero guy. I wouldn't be able to be a proper superhero, I don't think. You could be a superhero. Like, you could be a Batman or a Daredevil, I think, if you... Like, if they gave you the... If if they went back and made Batman, like, a, a quirky, weird little guy... A stoner Batman. Then <laughs> I could be Batman. If it was, like... Uh, <laughs> I love I love the idea of like but like a stone Batman and that's like you're just Batman and you and like you and your Robin are hanging out in the Batcave like playing video games. <laughs> yeah, on that huge Bat computer. Yeah, on the play- Just sitting on a Bat bean bag just <laughs> fucking playing games. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everyone's come, like uh, Commissioner Gordon's coming in. Batman, what are you doing? Uh, hang on. Aren't you meant to be monitoring the city for crime? This is Grand Theft Auto 4. <laughs> what are you doing? No, even better you've got Batman playing himself on the game. Like, yeah. <laughs> Batman Arkham Asylum or something, <laughs> and I like the idea that um, you know, uh, you know, the bat signal would have to go up in smoke. It would be like a smoke <laughs> ring or something like that. Well, if you if not not acting, if you could be one superhero, which one would you be? Oh, if I could be one, yeah. Um. Oh, that's that's pretty good, isn't it? Um. I think. I guess if you were gonna be one, Superman. Like, if you're yeah. going to have the powers. Yeah, yeah. Because he's got the best powers. He's a god, basically. Yeah. Like, I would not do what Superman did with those powers. Like, I wouldn't, like, get a job as a reporter. i would be a pain in the ass to have to go to work every day <laughs> if I was had superpowers. Yeah. I wouldn't have a regular job. I might you, still be a comic. But how are you going to... Still might make a living doing stand-up. Where are you going to live? Well, I could be a stand-up. And also have Superpowers. Right. So you do the same thing if you a Superman. You'd still get into comedy and shit. Yeah, I'd still get into comedy. Would you think it actually change because you're essentially... I'd be less I'd be less afraid of hecklers. <laughs> if I could zap them with my heat vision. But you but you wouldn't though. Like no. the minute you start fucking you, you I mean you're going to being Superman and being a stand comedian is essentially being someone whose father was a really famous comedian. Like mm. you're going to come in with a whole set of new circumstances. People are going to look at you and go, look at this fucking demigod. I'm not doing it as Superman no oh, so I'm not you, doing Superman oh, so stand up you're, so you're but people don't know you're a superhero I'm, not, I'm never up there like have you ever noticed when you're putting on your cape <laughs> yeah you're not doing that <laughs> no so are you like Clark Kent but as a stand up yeah so my no one, alter ego is stand up comedy but are you fighting crime as Superman as well Well, I feel like it so no one can rely on you to save the <laughs> <your> day <laughs> no dear god no not if I a big night but... <laughs> But a big night for you, like. What does that on. mean? So when you hear about like yeah. a, a huge drug cartel got busted, like 400 kilos of cocaine off the coast of Mexico, that's it's what like I... Superman came and saved the day, yeah. and cut to you in the then moment with like the world's biggest rolled-up note that you got off Batman because he's got the big coin, he's also got a big note. Like I would think that would be my reward for for Superman. The people in Metropolis are like, "Oh shit, Brainiac's on the loose!" Yeah, you know, let's call Superman. And he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's Tuesday. Don't call Superman. It'll be it'll be really, really pissed off." But you would? I would. Mean, that's what I do. I'd help out when I could. That's not a, that's that's, Han, that's Hancock. That's <laughs> that. Yeah, but I'm not saying. But that my job's not Superman. I'm like, I just have those powers that I've chosen to use in the way I want to use them. Well. My, I remember watching Superman was a patsy I remember watching Superman he wasn't really a patsy he just worked in one city he was selfish if you think about you it no but he was the world's guardian I know he was but well, like, he concentrated somewhere. what's he meant to do circulate the world constantly looking for crime yep if he's really dedicated that's fucking ridiculous there's really, why there's really dedicated he's cops he's super there's dedicated cops who still have to sleep and you know yeah but, but there's heaps of cops they spread him out yeah but there's he's there's one Superman yeah so why should he work like like harder than like, well you've at least got to travel you You've mean? at least got to spend like a month in one city sort out their crime and then but go to another city. But he can get city. to a city in like a millisecond. Yeah, but he so. doesn't. He spends all his time fucking fighting crime in his own city. Selfish. Well, no. It's just like the first thing that comes to his attention. Because mm, he's there. What's his responsibility? I would hate Superman if I lived in Australia and he was like living in, in Amer- Metropolis in Metropolis all the time. Always day to day fucking saving Lois Lane from falling into a gutter when there's like actually shit going on in Australia that he could be helping us with. Selfish what prick. do we need more than fucking the Sudanese? Well, that's what than, I mean? Like, Iraq. I mean, okay, but all right. You're well, in Australia. If in like, Sudan, then or like whatever. Like, why wasn't he just doing that? Why wasn't he just planting you, seeds? You, and- my friend, sound like a Catholic <laughs> who has suddenly come to realize his religion is flawed. <laughs> if you replace the word Superman with Jesus Christ <laughs> or God... You've just described every Catholic's dilemma. If there is this all-knowing, all-loving being, then why is he punishing me for masturbating and not the warlords of Africa? That is that is a very good point no. that you've made. Though. Well, but Superman is the Jesus myth, like that. That is, you know. But Superman didn't like stop using his powers to fight crime if he masturbated. He wouldn't. No. Yeah. Was like you know, oh, no, like got God. Priorities. God doesn't like you to masturbate, but like Superman was never like. Yeah, but God doesn't his... strike you down. I don't think you I don't think... I think masturbating is like a fucking first offense in God's law. Like, you can yeah. masturbate, but yeah. it's like... These days, you just if get you a warning. Got, well, later on, if you got busted for, like, fornicating with, you know, a goat or something... coveting your neighbor's ass. In the in the, haught, no, in the court of, of God. What? Yeah. If you had priors for pro- masturbating... Priors are admissible. Oh, was priors not admissible in court? Well, priors are not normally admissible in court. Really? Yeah. Well, where, but when you watch those cop shows and they say he's got priors... Yeah, can't bring it up. It's not not admissible. So every case is, is treated like... That case. But what if it's a, what if it's a similar case? Like, if a, a guy has killed two members of a family, they jail him for 10 years, he gets out five years later, he kills the last member mm. of the family. But this is, that... kind of, this is kind of the... Well, I mean, I think you can argue to, to make prior acts admissible. But that's like at the heart of all those cop shows, like Law and Order or whatever. That, um, is that how you know this because of law and order because yeah, I've never seen law and order that's all I know <laughs> from so it may not be true but I assume that everything I learn on law and order is true yeah it's probably because you know that I like I've told you this before but uh, my favourite expression in this podcast I've told you this before yeah but I jog to law and order yeah, that, like I, yeah that's weird he doesn't jog to like audio versions of it he jog he'll download an actual like video version mm. and just listen to the dialogue and yeah. jog Can't but if you pictures. only listen to the dialogue of something and don't watch it that is the audio version Good point. <laughs> like, just technically. But do you not get frustrated by what... I mean, if you download the podcast of um, On the Couch, yep. that works fine because it's three guys on a couch talking about football. Mm. But I haven't seen Law and Order, but I take it it's a visual show. It's not like when you watch... You don't watch a Law and Order, just like a black screen comes <laughs> up and you just hear sound. Like... They shoot scenes and stuff? Yeah. That's right. Do you not feel you're missing out? No. Like, do they look at a body and just say, and not say anything, just look at each other and you hear the music swell? And Yeah. Makes it more of a challenge. Shut up. Because those shows can be a bit predictable. You're a fucking idiot. So they're sometimes, sometimes you know who the murderer is because it's the only person on the screen you recognise. And clearly they're the highest profile actor, so they've got to be the murderer. Right? Whereas if, if you're just listening to it, that becomes a bit more of a mystery again. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like it takes a little bit more to work it out. I wonder if more people do that. Like, listen to just Law and Order. Because the way you're describing... I I make it up in my head. You know what you're doing? You're retrofitting drama. (laughs) You're turning TV drama back into radio drama. (laughs) I know. Do you need more like... Come in. (laughs) That's what you're doing, though. You're essentially retro... You're like a guy who can't listen to CDs. Mm. And, like, you still fucking collect vinyl. Like, you're like, I know television's been the greatest (laughs) entertainment invention in the last 50 years, (laughs) but I like myself some radio, (laughs) I refuse to let you guys come up with what this actor should look like. <laughs> I will imagine how he looks like and where he is. My imagination is much more powerful than your petty TV studios. Could you listen to something like Avatar? Like, if you'd never seen it. You have, have you seen Avatar? I've not seen All right. it. Alright. Just pretend you hadn't seen any trailers. Mm. If I had just put the headphones on and you listened to Avatar, do you reckon that you could create, like, a picture of that film just from the, the dialogue? Uh, yes. But would that uh, picture have anything to do with the film? Probably not. That'd be actually interesting. I'd like to see that. (laughs) Like if you got like an artist, someone who could draw and sat them down and played them like a highly visual film. Yeah. Just say you showed them Terminator 2 never seen it. And they listened to the dialogue. And then you got them to draw like a couple of storyboards. Wouldn't that be awesome to see? Wouldn't it be great to see what they drew the Terminators looking like and what everyone looked like? Fuck, that's a great idea. Yeah. We should fucking copyright that. See, that's that's the shit I take to levels, motherfucker. Hang on, did we come up with the idea together? No, no. I mean, that's what I'm doing already with my uh, with my jogging on my. Um, <laughs> I've, I, I, like I'm fucking I'm two mate. I've evolved. <laughs> You've devolved. Yeah, dude. you're cyberpunk. Yeah, know, yeah, I'm postmodern. You're going to leave here and get your penny farthing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's right. Put your gramophone in, up to your ear and pedal home. Hey, did you? Um, have you ever ridden a Segway? Spe- speaking of Segways. Um, Have you ever ridden a Segway? What's a Segway? Well, you know, the thing that Will Arnett rides on uh, Arrested Development. No, 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 I haven't. Uh, The guy who invented, or the guy who owns Segway, uh, it may have been the guy who invented it, but certainly the boss of Segway, just died um, driving his Segway off a cliff. (laughs) Intentionally? (laughs) Um, I only heard it as I was coming here tonight. (laughs) So I don't know if it was like a Segway suicide. I'm sorry, suicide is not funny, but... (laughs) If you suicided on a Segway, that would be as close to being funny as suicide could be funny. Apparently, suicide is painless. Mm. Uh, If you you believe the theme from MASH. Um, (laughs) I get everything I know about Law & Order from the TV show Law & Order, and you get all the information you have about suicide from the theme from MASH. I'm just typing in Segway Death. Is it S-E-G-W-A-Y? I guess so. This is TNT Magazine, Mm. headline, Segway Death, (laughs) and then colon... Ah, Segway safe, question <laughs> mark. <laughs> so it's already, it's got me in. They haven't buried the lead. They've got me right here. Yep. Okay. So they have a bunch of photos of, they look like Danish businessmen riding Segways. <laughs> and the story begins, Segway boss James Heselden has been killed in an accident. What was his name? James, James Heselden? James Hesselden. Hesselden. Oh, okay. okay. Has been killed in an accident on his Segway and his body found in the river near his home. The Segway company owner, 62, died in an accident hmm. when he plunged 80 feet from a cliff on a two wheeled, electrically powered Segway scooter. Is this Evil Knievel? What <laughs> was he trying to do? Like it was Homer trying to jump the gore, the Springfield Gorge on his Segway. The accident <laughs> it's happened. It's like 62. I'll see, I'll see what shit this baby can do. I'm going to open her up. Well, it says. Hesseldon is believed to have been mm-hmm. test-driving a cross-country version of the two-wheeled motorized scooter after buying the Segway company earlier this year. Right. Right. So this is a... So prototype. he didn't invent He didn't invent the company. He, he's just bought the company. He's a guy who likes Segway so much, he's bought the Segway company, and he's gone, make me a super Segway. Okay. Kind of like when Bruce Wayne, yeah, goes down to Morgan Freeman and says, dude, yeah. help me build some awesome shit yeah. so I can go ke- plunking or whatever it is. So he's essentially, well, this guy's 62, so... Yeah. He's the 62-year-old oh, version of yeah. Christian Bach. Yeah. Uh So the accident happened as he took it for a drive on the grounds of his home in Thorparch, Boston Spa, West Yorkshire. The business tycoon had built up his fortune from founding a defense company after losing his colliery collier, collier job over 20 years ago. He went on to become one of the richest men in the world. Right, so he had a defense company. So he's, he's making Segway's you can take to war, clearly. He's clearly bought the Segway company to turn into some sort of That's super... That's how he built his fortune. yeah. So he's like made all his money in military and then he's gone, how can I come up with some fucking awesome fighting machines? I'll get all the soldiers on Segways going that's, into battle. You know what? Pro- that's probably not too far from the truth because yeah. he said that he was riding a cross country A prototype. Segway. And you, and you, what do you need? What do you need an all terrain Segway for other than going to war? I've got to say that would be the gayest battle in history. <laughs> like the charge of the light brigade has some romance to it. The yeah. charge of the Segways. <laughs> can you imagine? Zzz, gentlemen, see, gentlemen, start your segues. You just see it on your uh, 70, like, you should shoot it like mm-hmm. Lawrence of Arabia, 70 millimeter film, just like a wide panoramic shot of a desert. You just see like dust rising from the desert. And then you hear this, as like a wall of soldiers come riding towards you. I would, I would like and to think, and then moan down with a Gatling gun. I would like to think in Terminator 3, one of the Terminators would turn into a segway. <laughs> So Shia LaBouffe could jump on the back to escape from something. You mean Transformers? What did I say? Terminator. Oh, yeah, that's what I did. You're going to get thrown out of geek school for that. Totally, dude. man. I'm a bit drunk. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Segway dude died. Yeah, testing his new Super Segway. Yeah. That's a funny death. Like, I mean, I you know, know that's not fun. It wasn't, to fun sui- to people, well, it wasn't suicide. It was no. an accident. You know, and it is funny. Like, I mean, I don't mind dying if it's kind of... Humorous. Humorous. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it... Like, ironic death would be the worst. What, what would be an ironic death for you? Um, oh, like some sort of dying on stage. An ironic, ironic death for me would be if I was hit by a car trying to save a chicken crossing the road. Yeah, right. Or like I was changing a light globe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and... Um, What's an ironic death for an actor? Or if I walked into a bar with a Scotsman and an Irishman and someone beat me to death. <laughs> I met Michael Caine and he bashed me to death for stealing his joke from <laughs> Austin Powers 3. That's an ironic death, is it? I'm actually not very good at it. I don't know what it means. I mean, I do know what it means. Yeah. The only reason I know it is from fucking... Reality Bites. Reality. And is that definition correct? Yeah. That, I mean, that sums it up. Where the stated meaning, the intended meaning are... Yeah, different. ...polar opposite. Yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 Still don't understand what that means. I actually always um, fear when I'm writing on Twitter or anything that I'm going to misuse the term irony. Like, that's ironic, blah, 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 and get it completely wrong. If you drowned in the fountain of youth, that would be irony. Because the fountain of youth meant to keep you alive, but you drowned... Are there any... Hence the irony. Are there any actual... I have an Everlast jumper that has a hole in it. That's irony. Yeah, that's ironic. Yeah. Is there any irony in Ironic by Alanis Morissette? Um, alright. Uh, 10,000 spoons when you need to knife. Yeah. No, that's just unlucky. Um, you, you win in the lottery and then your plane crashing? That's, um... Unfortunate. Unfortunate. <laughs> um... I was wondering about the plane crashing thing when, um, with Oprah coming to Australia like you know Oprah's flying her and like 600 of her audience members to Australia. Yeah. And I just thought it just struck me that I love there to be some lost style <laughs> <laughs> plane crash and Oprah yeah. and 600 of her audience like Amelia Earhart we just never yeah. we get a radio signal somewhere over the Pacific yeah. and then she's just gone. She's forever. gone and Oprah and her audience like start this new civilization. They become the new Amazons. They're oh, yeah. mostly female. Yeah, isn't totally. It? So they'd keep one man chained in a cave they'd kill the rest keep one man chained in so they could Stead impregnate man. impregnate themselves mm. you could that probably could happen <laughs> a series of Amazons ruled over by Oprah which she would have to be the alpha female definitely you? and then one day they'd discover the island and there'd be like a massive statue of Oprah yeah. that been and in a cave like, and, and it'd be carved in the shape of Oprah's head it'd be like Planet of the Apes yeah and everyone, like, and it, maybe Oprah's the only one who's allowed to breed, so, like, later on, like, when somebody discovers this island, it's just populated by direct descendants of Oprah. Yeah, that's right. That would keep the line yeah. pure as well. Everyone's, you know, vaguely Oprah-esque looking. <laughs> I'd love to see that film. Sounds like a 60s kind of film. Yeah. They did make more fucked up films like that in the 60s, didn't they, Where there Were things like Islander, Doctor Moreau and shit like that, it reminds me of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it was the high concept, but it was, it was all to do with kind of the fear of people who weren't white. (laughs) All the films are about like kind of sort of normal middle-class waspish people and then confronted with some kind of demon which, you know, if you read the subtext, is generally, oh, they're Jews or they're black or... Racial tolerance has really taken away a lot of creative opportunities (laughs) for people. It has, man. It has. We're finding it harder to find find villains, Mm. I reckon. Oh, well, because that's the thing, isn't it? Because like, and Justin Hamilton talks about this quite a lot, about the Indiana Jones films and why he doesn't think the latest one was... As successful, and obviously, you know, there's a lot of reasons probably the latest one wasn't successful, you know. But uh, he thinks the major one is that, um, that, you know, in the first films, the Nazis, everybody hates the Nazis. You know the Nazis are, you know, uh, nasty people yeah. and they should be the enemy. Yeah, in the 80s, Nazis and South Africans yeah. guaranteed villains. No exactly. question it. It's a shortcut to bad guy. Totally. You don't actually have to do any character development. Whereas communists, that's more just a failed I- ideology. Yeah. And since it's the fall, harder since, for them since to... Since the fall of communism? Yeah, since been, the end of the Cold War, yeah. they're yeah. not the evil empire anymore. Yeah, so yeah. it's hard to... So even historically, even if you said it in a time where that hadn't happened, we're like, ah, the Russians are right. <laughs> They're all because we feel sorry for them now. Yeah, they used to be the evil empire, but now huh. it's like, oh, now that it's very hard to be evil when you're lining up for jeans for four hours. I was and half just hours. gonna say, whenever anyone mentions Russia, and one's <laughs> like, oh, you know, that they queue up for like four days to get a toaster. I don't even know if that's true. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> but it's, it's always a, it's enough of Russia's, a discouragement to not make me go there and find exactly. out. Exactly. It's just. Spe- all oh, I imagine is just. It's there's snow and people queued up everywhere. I, I don't want to go anywhere. There's queues. No. Like I, I didn't go to the Colosseum when I was in Rome because it was a queue. Fair enough. It's, the Colosseum has the been there for like fifteen thousand years, and I, I couldn't be bothered waiting in line for an hour. <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah. It's, it's like, like whatever. I can see most of it from the outside. I can watch Gladiator right. again. I'll come back when you do it up. <laughs> Look at the state of this place. Yeah, I, we didn't go into the Vatican. We did No, why? Too Catholic. Again? Um, no, no, no. I was gonna like I, that. There was a bit I was gonna enjoy, but line was massive. What do you mean you going to enjoy that it was Catholic? Well, because it's like a like it's like going to Disneyland or something for Catholics. Yeah. Well, it's just this world that celebrates all these like fictional. Icons. Yeah, that's true. Much like but there's no, there's no, there's no Catholic themed rides. There's no like, you know, kind oh, right, of ride the ex- oh the experience where your head gets cut off. Yeah, like the Titanic ride. Right? Yeah. Well, they could do that though. They could have like the Noah's Ark ride, you know, or you could have like the. You know what? I'm sure there is. I'm sure yeah. somewhere in the Bible Belt there's some religious themed. Jesus land or something. There would have to be a Jesus land, wouldn't there? Well, well if there isn't, we should start I just <laughs> I don't know. That's what I saw. Because like, you Antithesis know. This is a Christianity. I just saw dollar signs. We could make a fortune. <laughs> yeah. Jesus but, land. Yeah, because there'd People be, would fucking love that. They would fucking love it. Because you know why? <laughs> is that, um, like, you know, like they part, yeah, uh, movie where they got the Jaws thing and the water parts. You could do like the Moses and the parting of yeah, the totally. Sea. You and, could like, get like out-of-work actors to yeah. play like, you know, characters from the Bible. Totally you know lepers and all the good shit walking on water you could have some walking on water business and, that'd be awesome yeah you know, the loaves and fishes restaurants and, yes yeah, totally. that'd be brilliant man body of Christ blood of Christ yeah there's a desert you can go out juice of Christ you for can go the out kids. to a desert if you don't want to be like tempted by food for yeah. 40 days and 40 nights it's yeah. away from and the catering area like the, the juice bar would be called king of the juice <laughs> something like that it'd be brilliant they should do that in the Vatican they should just open that up yeah the Vatican needs rides yeah I totally would have lined up if it was rides what do you mean, like like roller coaster rides? Yeah, roller coasters and stuff. Like just around Vatican City, you could have a massive roller coaster around the edges. It'd be awesome if the roller coaster went to heaven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would definitely go if there was a roller coaster that went all the way up to heaven and then yeah. down through hell and then back. Like, yeah. how much would you pay to get on that fucking roller coaster? Oh, You'd man. a glimpse of heaven, then yeah. rush down to hell, then back to our earthly plane. Oh, my. <laughs> I'd love that fucking ride. Yeah, they need that shit. (laughs) Imagine. Yeah, we should totally try and sell it to the Vatican. See how far we get. And then, like you know, like Mickey Mouse walks around. Like you have the Pope walk around and just like or a guy in a Pope outfit. Yeah, a Pope outfit because just you just need a guy like an old guy in a hat. No, no, you know what it'd be. The mascot would be a burning bush. Yeah, it'd be a guy walking around in like a a bush outfit that's got like fake plastic flames coming out of it. And his name would be Bernie. Uh, Bernie the Bush. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) what a great biblical character Bernie Bush Bernie the Bush oh who's that it's Lentz why is he being so pesty oh that's pesty Lentz Uh, watch out everybody they're like a cat and mouse team that's right Pest and Lentz Lentz is the cat Pest is the mouse Jesus Land I can totally see it oh yeah man and if you get yeah totally alright we've been talking a long time so we're going to wrap up this episode uh, join Facebook if you like this show and, 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 and give us feedback Don't the just episodes. join Facebook in general like we're not pimping for Facebook if you're already on Facebook you can just join oh, us Well you're trying to be like a man of the people don't pimp Facebook people oh, don't pimp. I'm just saying like don't yeah like Go There's on. places to find us if you don't have Facebook. If you yeah, are already on Facebook, it's, it's, you can it's, find it's, us. We are I have to admit we're kind of lazy with the self promotion. We should really. I mean, I've bought a domain name for Tofop. Mm. Like it's ready to go. We can have a website. Awesome. If I just knew how to make a website. <laughs> right, well, that's that's a good start though. Yeah, we got the name. I wouldn't even know how to get a name. So you know, nods uh, to right, you. Bravo, right, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're carrying your weight. <laughs> So yes, if uh, you know if you don't want to support the evil power, then don't uh, join our Facebook page. But if you're a normal person, as <laughs> Facebook, I got three pages. Then, I know what I'm talking about? <laughs> then uh, become a fan on the Facebook page and yeah. and and leave comments in the episodes because we do read them and, yeah. and 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 you know they often spark discussions. About, and it's nice when you um, remind us of stuff that we forgot to finish. <laughs> <laughs> then we can talk about that that's what I love about this. I've listened to a couple of episodes of this podcast I haven't listened to it all but I've listened to a few and what I love is that often so many loose ends I just go I don't know where that was going <laughs> and I was the person saying it <laughs> uh, And or the other one which is I'm pretty sure we've already talked about this before <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have another episode up next week I'm Charlie Glosson my name's Will Anderson So yeah.